Hello and welcome to the third episode of College Kid Talking College Sports. I am your host, Korea Pounds, and today it's all about college football, baby. Yes, sir. So let's get right into it. It's going to be a long, long episode. We're going to be talking about the three conferences that I've already kind of laid out their schedule for the teams in the conferences in the Power Five. We're going to talk about some of the recruiting. Uh, we're going to be talking about the college football playoff impact with this year with the with no non-conference. And finally, we're going to be talking about who has the best shot to win it all this year. All right, so first, uh, let's get into some breaking news um, for these past few days. Um, the three conferences, the ACC, the SEC, and the Pac-12, have released schedules, tentative schedules, for the for their teams and their conferences to play football in the fall. Now, we'll start off with the ACC. They were the first ones to do it. They did it, I think, around three to four days ago, on the 29th of July, excuse me. And the football schedule has been announced. Now, this is interesting. They have added Notre Dame to the conference. Okay, they have added Notre Dame to the conference, and it kind of is surprising, yet not at the same time. Now, here's the thing with Notre Dame. They already play for the ACC for basketball, and so it made sense for them to join for football and kind of give them them exposure and to have a chance at an actual championship for the conference and a better shot at the at the college football playoff, excuse me. Now, this is interesting because this really boosts the ACC because for years, well, in recent years, I should say, the ACC has been a one-team conference, and that team was Clemson. For years, for the, for the past four years, that this conference, actually, yeah, the past four years, this conference has been run by Clemson. Before... You had Louisville, Florida State, Miami. It was it was close between most multiple schools, but now it's being run by Clemson. And last year, as a pinpoint example, the ACC looked pretty much empty without Clemson, and they were they were one of the worst conferences. They just did not win games. They would lose to each other and all of that stuff. And the interesting part about it is that when you bring a school like Notre Dame in, who is known for their success on football, projected to be a top 10 team again, it really boosts up the ratings and these high intense games. So... Now, we're going to go into each team. They haven't announced like the schedule as in week by week, but they have announced the home games and the away games for the ACC. Now, to clarify for those who don't know, the ACC, they will start September 12th. So they will start September 12th of 2020. Um, their, their championship game will be either December 12th or December 19th. The top two teams in the conference will be in the ACC championship game, kind of like how it is in the Big 12 right now, because there's no divisions. Well, now there's only one, excuse me. And the the basis 
of being in the ACC championship is based on conference game winning because each team in the ACC has one non-conference game, one non-conference. So they have the 10 conference games and one non-conference game. So whoever wins the most of the 10 games in the conference and whoever is the second will go to the ACC championship to play. And assuming, based on how everything works out, the winner will probably go to the college football playoff, which I'll get into that later. But first, we're going to examine each team's home and away games and see how they, how I think they will do based on this raw schedule. Okay, we're first going to start with the bottom with Wake Forest. Wake Forest, at home, they play Clemson, Miami, Notre Dame, Virginia, and VTech. That is kind of in their favor, but I mean, you got to play Clemson and Notre Dame at home, and that's not easy. Let me tell you, Clemson, last year they beat them pretty bad. I think it was on senior day in Clemson. Yeah, they beat them like 52 to 3 or something. Now they got to play them at Wake Forest. Now, now Wake Forest is at home. I don't really see them doing that well either. I mean, you got to bring in Notre Dame, new team in the conference, obviously. Great overall team. Last year, um, they took a little bit of a nosedive compared to the year before when they went to the playoff. But still, I mean, this team is still good. They're still going to finish in the top 25. Now, for the other three teams, you have Miami, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Virginia actually went to the championship as being the one team <laughs> from that from that division that actually won. And so, uh, they, they, and they actually finished pretty good. They finished in the top 25. Um great team overall uh they love to do the rpo with their quarterback um i mean v tech um i haven't really done that much scouting on them yet this year um but i've seen what they can do um they've been that one they've been one of the four teams that has been into the championship game as well facing clemson in these past few years and then you have miami uh university of miami they uh um, they, they, they're, they're obviously a little bit confusing because we really don't know what's going to happen with them because they're in this rebuild program, but also they're still like a, like a five and seven, six and six team usually. Um, so for Wake Forest, I can see them winning two out of five home games. I can see them being, beating, uh, VTech and I can see them beating Miami, but then losing the other three. And then on the road, they have to play Duke. Louisville, UNC, NC State, and Syracuse. UNC is going to be a good team this year. They're going to be scary. They've predicted to be really good this year with Sam Howell as their QB. And if I had to watch out for a team, it would be UNC in that conference. You This year, it was slated to be Clemson and UNC, pretty much the two dominant teams. Now you bring in Notre Dame. Now it's pretty much a big three up there with Clemson, Notre Dame, and UNC. Now, I do not see them winning this game, but I do see them taking on Louisville. You know, their program is about a 7-5 and five school as well. I, I don't see them winning that one. Um, they're playing NC State and Syracuse. Syracuse, um, they had that one good year uh, back in 2018. I don't really see them having another good one anytime soon. And then Duke and NC State. Uh, I'm sorry, college football, but they're more of a college basketball school. Uh, so 
um, as well as NC State. So I can see Wake Forest probably winning about three or four um, and trying to be either six and four and five and five in the conference. Uh, and then if they have their one comp- non-conference game, that can push them over 500 or keep them at 500, depending on what happens. So that's what I think. And uh, now we're going to move up to Virginia Tech, uh, Vir- the, the Hokies out of Blacksburg. Um, they play Boston College at home. Excuse me. They play Boston College, Clemson, University of Miami, NC State, and Virginia. Obviously, Virginia is a rivalry game. Um, Clemson is going to be hard. I don't think BC is going to be that hard. And then I already talked about Miami, and I already talked about NC State. I can see them potentially winning three, three home games. I don't see them really beating uh, Clemson, and a surprise upset with Virginia could happen. So, but I feel like they could be BC, University of Miami, and NC State. And then on the road, they play Duke, Louisville, UNC, Pitt, and Wake Forest. Um, I already talked about Wake Forest. Um, Pitt is interesting. Um, they actually weren't slated to do that well and then all of a sudden they started beating teams like UCF and they actually finished pretty good they finished I think seven and five or and they went to a bowl game I think they won so going eight and five great year for that organization the Panthers really have something to prove um we always talked about um I already talked about Duke uh Louisville and UNC so I think this is a little harder for me I think um, I forgot, did I pick, I'm pretty sure I picked Wake Forest, um, to lose at home, so that means Virginia Tech would win on the road, um, I don't think Duke's gonna win this one on the road, um, I don't think, no, not Duke at home, excuse me, I don't, I think Louisville actually surprised them and upset, um, and then UNC, I think they're gonna win, and then I think Pitt is gonna lose at home, and then, um, Let's look at the Virginia Hokies here um, out of Charlottesville. Um, Virginia, at home, they play BC, Boston College. By the way, BC is Boston College, by the way. Um, Duke, Louisville, UNC, and NC State. And on the road, they play Clemson, Florida State, University of Miami, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. Now, because of time here, I'm going to go a little bit faster. I'm not going to give... A record or go in depth because these are obviously multiple teams I'm going to be repeating. But Virginia, this year I don't think they're going to be doing that well. Last year they just had a good run, like great quarterback. But now, in a and I wouldn't say a crowded conference, but now you're mushing the two divisions into one. And don't forget, there's no divisions anymore, so there's just one complete. And you're adding another team, so it's eleven teams in one conference. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky to, for this team to shine. I don't really know how well they're going to do, as long, along with um, teams like Pittsburgh and Syracuse and NC State, who have always been kind of in the middle in their separate divisions, now got to play in a crowded conference, and I don't really know how well they're going to do or if they're going to be bowl eligible. Now, going on to Syracuse, they play Boston College at home, Duke, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and NC State on the road. They play Clemson, Louisville, UNC, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh. And then Pittsburgh, they play, um, excuse me, they play Louisville at home. 
they play NC State, Notre Dame, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. And on the road, they play Boston College, Clemson, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and University of Miami. Okay, here's the first real, real team that I really want to get into. Notre Dame. Here we go. This is their schedule. They play Clemson at home. That's the biggest game of that conference. Let me tell you why. Obviously, we saw what happened the last time these two teams met. It was back in the Cotton Bowl in the college football playoff where Notre Dame got wiped. They got embarrassed in that game. That 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 offense with that just, it was it was bad. It was bad. I'm sorry Notre Dame fans if you're listening, but that was, it was bad. But now you get the rematch and it's in South Bend. This is going to be a great game. Whatever week this is, this is a must-watch for all college football fans. This could this game could be the determining factor on whether or not a team is going into the playoff or not into the playoff. I really feel like this is a high-caliber game. Um, if you're Clemson and this is like your la- like if this is like the second to last week of the season, and you're riding high, and then all of a sudden you got to play Notre Dame, I would really put them on your radar. And Notre Dame as well, vice versa. You got Clemson coming into town. You're doing so well as well. Put Circle that game. Clemson versus Notre Dame and South Bend. Circle that game. That is the game to watch. I'll talk about it from Clemson's side as well. Uh, Notre Dame, they also play Duke. Don't really see Notre Dame losing to Duke at home. Uh, Florida State, that could get interesting uh, depending on what happens. Louisville, uh, I don't really know. And then Syracuse, I can see either... They're going undefeated at home or the Looney losing to Clemson. It's only going to be one of those two games. I really do think they could beat Clemson at home. Just because, yes, that one that one time, that one time back in 2018 where no, it was 2018 going into 2019. It was that that was just bad. That was just bad. We all know that was bad. That was a bad game. But before that, I was watching a highlight between Notre Dame and Clemson. I think it was in Death Valley in Clemson, South Carolina, where Notre Dame actually played them pretty close. And it was Deshaun Watson that had to kind of come save, kind of come save them to win the game. So now that they're playing in South Bend, completely different atmosphere, I honestly think Notre Dame could win this. And then on the road, uh, they got to play Boston College, Georgia Tech, UNC. That's going to be a huge game. That is a huge game. I think UNC could have their number as well. If UNC plays like they did against Clemson last year, that one game, God, Clemson, you better watch out. <laughs> not, not Clemson, but Notre, Notre Dame, you better watch out. If UNC plays like they did against Clemson last year, Notre Dame better watch out. I could see them losing that game, but I really don't think they're going to lose that game. Just because... I mean, even though UNC is going to be better this year, I really don't think Notre Dame is going to lose that game. So I think they're going to win out, probably win, either lose one game and go 9-1 and or potentially go 10-0 and in the conference, potentially. But honestly, I even could see them going 8-2. and I could really go see them going 8-2 and just because of that UNC game. But honestly, they're probably going to go 9-1, and uh, only losses to Clemson. Notre Dame, obviously... A very very known as a well team, known as a re- very good team. They love to win and dom- they usually just dominate. 
with because you know the non-conference schedule and that's what everyone was harping them on about their horrible non-conference schedule even though they've always played Stanford, USC, uh, now Michigan's in the mix now and uh, I don't know if it's gonna be an interesting year for Notre Dame. Um, now they're kind of in a conference where it's eh, not the greatest but like it's not like Big Ten or ACC not big not not ACC it's not like Big Ten or SEC level where it's just completely difficult from top to bottom but it's not like you know like the Mountain West no offense to any Mountain West fans but it's not like that kind of division where you have like one team in the top 25 actually that was pretty much what the ACC was last year <laughs> but moving on um Let's move on, excuse me, let's move on to, well, their next team up is NC State. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that well. UNC, another team I'm actually interested in this year. This team has dominated recruiting this year. UNC has gotten some top recruits, five-star, four-stars, um, picking them over schools like Georgia and Alabama and Auburn and stuff like that. UNC is doing a really good job rebuilding that program into not just being a basketball school, but also being a football school as well, turning into a Kentucky. So I really got to commend the um, Tar Heels on what they're doing right now in terms of recruiting. They've got some top, I think they got like, I think four top 100 recruits. No, I think top 50. Like, that's amazing. That is great for them. And I think that's going to show how well they do because some people have predicted them being in the top 25 at the start and also continuing maybe throughout the year. So I, you really got to watch out for the Tar Heels. I, people don't say it, but like last year, I didn't really, I slept on them because they were like a six and six team. In, even in the, even in that Clemson game last year in North Carolina, I slept on them. I was like, eh, I don't think they're going to do well. And even in their bowl game, and then all of a sudden I see Sam Howell, he does great, and let alone, now everyone is completely riding them, everyone thinks they're going to do well. So let's get into the schedule here. 10 games, obviously, uh, their home games, they have NC State, Notre Dame, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. That is easy, except for Notre Dame, as I already talked about in the Notre Dame one. That's the one is, eh, I don't really know what's going to happen here. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Notre Dame is going to win this game, but I really feel like UNC can really pull something out of nowhere and actually give them a chance to actually win the game. So I think they're going to go four and one at home, potentially undefeated. And then on the road, they don't play Clemson this year. Interesting, but they do play BC, Duke, Florida State, University of Miami, and Virginia. And I feel like they're going to lose one or two of those games as well, potentially losing to like, I think, either Virginia and Florida State or maybe Miami and Florida, no, Miami and Florida State or one of Miami and Virginia. But I think they're going to be BC and Duke. So I think NC, I think UNC potentially goes seven and three, eight and two this year in the conference. And if Notre Dame goes eight and two and UNC wins that and Ooh, hoo, hoo, that'll be good. If UNC beats Notre Dame and they both go 8-2, and two, and UNC would always have the tiebreaker because they beat Notre Dame, you would have a Clemson UNC. <laughs> wow. Just, just, just see, this is why, just think of the possibilities here. Just, just think of the possibilities here. All right, you have, okay, now you have Miami and F F Louisville, Florida. Okay, I'll just list the teams. Um... 
Oh, sorry. Always the teams for NC State. Sorry, NC State fans. Always, always the teams for NC State uh, at home. Y'all play Duke, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Miami, and Wake Forest on the road. Y'all play UNC, Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Um, now Miami, Florida State, Georgia Tech, UNC, Pitt, Virginia at home. Road, Clemson. Ooh, that's hard. Um, <clears throat> uh, Clemson. Louisville, NC State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one. It's gonna be hard, but uh, we'll see. And then you have Louisville. They play Florida State at home, along with Miami, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. And then you have on the road. You have Boston College, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Pitt, and Virginia Tech. Not Virginia Tech, Virginia, excuse me. So it's pretty much all around hard uh, for Louisville as well. But I got to say the team with the hardest schedules right now, whoever got to play Clemson and Notre Dame. And right now that's Wake Forest, I see. Um, Syracuse on the road, that is difficult. Ooh-wee. That is hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh, they have one of each. Um, Wake Forest has both of them at home, so that's good. Um, let me see. Um, and I think that's it. Unless I'm missing. Oh, Georgia Tech, they both have them at home. Um, Florida State has one of each. And BC has one of each. So it's not, not the easiest schedule to play both Notre Dame and, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. All right, uh, did I already say Florida State? Yeah, I did. Uh, no, I did not. No, I, I was on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, uh, they played uh, at home. They played Duke, Clemson, Notre Dame, obviously. Uh, Louisville and Pitt on the road. They played Boston College, FSU, um, University of Miami, NC State, and Syracuse. Florida State, uh, the Knowles play... <clears throat> the Knowles, um, they play Clemson, Georgia Tech, UNC, Pitt, and Virginia. On the road, they play Duke, Louisville, University of Miami, NC State, and Notre Dame. So, f- yeah, you see one at home, one on the road. Florida State, they're kind of in that rebuilding phrase. So, you know, we're going to see uh, what what actually happens uh, for them this year. Uh, Duke, eh, uh, I don't really see them doing that well either. Um, they're kind of just kind of like that lower tier team. Sorry, Duke. I mean, y'all are a basketball school anyway. <laughs> uh, you guys are playing BC, Florida State, UNC, VTech, Wake Forest at home on the road. You have Georgia Tech, NC State, Notre Dame, Syracuse, and Virginia. All right. The last team in the conference that I want to talk about, Clemson. Oh, boy. Okay. So this team last year, you know, dominated the conference Went undefeated, went all the way to the championship game, and then lost. But people were really bagging them because of their conference schedule and how easy it was because of how bad the teams were. I mean, in this conference, it was pretty much, aside from Notre Dame, because obviously they were independent, but Clemson was pretty much running this conference. And they were beating everybody in the conference by at least... I want to say at least 30 to 40 points a game, except for that UNC game when they won by one 
because UNC went for two after they got a touchdown with one minute left to go. So, Clemson, I really do think they're going to have a good season again. But the one interesting game, Notre Dame on the road, that could be a hiccup. You really never know. But uh, it's just, it's really a shame that Clem, it's it, that the ACC is just turning into that one team in the top 25 conference. I mean, literally one team. But now you're going to have three, so now it's going to be a little more spread out. But I don't really think you're going to get more than three in this conference. And then with Clemson's known dominance on both sides of the ball, Sweeney is just going to, oh, God. The Clemson Tigers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you better watch out for them. <laughs> so their home games, uh, they play Boston College. Uh, they play University of Miami. They play Pitt, Syracuse, and Virginia. But I think they're going to go 5-0. It's Clemson. On the road, they play uh, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. Um, if not going undefeated, I think they're going to have that one loss to Notre Dame. Um, potentially losing... A, a weird upset to like either Wake Forest or Florida State, um, but or maybe even Georgia Tech. I don't even know, but I think they're gonna go ten and zero in this conference. Maybe even maybe even nine and one, but ten and zero. It's just looking like it. I mean, come on, you have Clemson, and their one hard game is on the road against Notre Dame, and that's the game they have definitely circled on their schedule. When it comes out. So 10-0. Maybe even 9-1. We'll see. And then finally we have Boston College. Uh, they play Georgia Tech. Louisville. UNC. Notre Dame. And Pitt at home. And on the road they play Clemson. Duke. Syracuse. Virginia. And Virginia Tech. So that's the ACC. They start on September 12th of 2020. And also, remember, all of these teams have one non-conference game, which is to be announced later. So we don't know how that could affect them in terms of standings um, in the conference. Well, obviously, the, the top two teams who go to the ACC championship are based on conference winning percentage. So, but if you have like a... Like okay, five and five, two five and five teams, and uh, one lost their non-conference game and won one one. Then obviously they did worse in the conference, so like obviously they would be lower and stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that all kind of has to come into fair right there. So the non the one non-conference game really um really really get uh, not actually no, it wouldn't be five and five. It would be it would be five and six and five and six. But one won the non-conference and one lost the non-conference. So obviously, you know, so stuff like that. So that's the ECC. Uh, now we're going to take a look into the SEC. You know, the dominant conference of football. Uh, you got your Auburns. You got your Alabamas, LSU, Georgia, Florida, A&M. I could go on and on. But they also announced, and this was on Thursday. So pretty much, I think, the next day that the SEC is going to do a 10-game conference-only schedule, and that is starting the 26th of September, so two weeks, a whole two weeks after the ACC will start. And um, they um, are nixing a lot of games. I mean, you have Texas LSU that is just gone. You had Tennessee, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Notre Dame, Alabama, USC. Uh, So for now, they have only 
as we, as we know it right now, we only know the eight games that each conference team will be playing. But now they're going to switch it to 10 games. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. We're going to see. So, we're going to start off with the dominant school, Alabama. Alabama, and by the way, this, this is only eight games. They're going to stretch it to 10. We don't know how they're going to ex- extend it to 10. But right now, they have eight. And right now, the games that are going to be played for Alabama at home is Georgia, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and Auburn. Hoo-hoo, that ain't easy. I mean, you got Georgia um, with Kirby. Dominant, dominant, dominant team. Always up there in the top tens. Uh, Georgia, they've been to the championship game pretty much for the last three years out of the SEC. So, and I don't I don't know how the SEC is modeling. Um, unfortunately, right now, with the article I'm reading, it's on CBS Sports. Um I don't know how they're modeling their divisions, but if they're doing the divisions, then ooh, Georgia looks has has a great shot of going back to uh, the SEC championship, unless you have a Florida school or someone else that pretty much shines in the mix. Um, <laughs> uh, no, they're the SEC East. My bad. Um, and then in the West as well, you got Alabama, all that stuff. So Georgia, Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi State, new head coach, Mike Leach. <laughs> as a Wazoo fan, it's, it's kind of bittersweet to say, but, um, uh, he's heading, he's, he had, he's heading down to Starksville, uh, and he's pretty much going to revitalize that program. I don't know how well they're going to do this year. It's going to be interesting. They also got KJ Costello, uh, the transfer out of Stanford, uh, he's had a connection with Mike Leach from the Pac-12 when Costello was playing for Stanford when Mike Leach was coaching for the Cougars. Uh, so I think Mississippi State could give them a run for the money, but I don't think it's going to be something so changing that it's going to revitalize Alabama. I mean, it's Alabama. It's the same Alabama team, Nick Saban, and all that stuff. And then A&M and Auburn. Auburn, that, oh, Lord, the Iron Bowl is going to be interesting this year. Um... I don't know how well Auburn is going to be, but I mean it's Auburn for God's sake. So, and then A and M, A and M, they're always that team that just has to have the hard opponents on the road, and I don't know why they play. They got to play Alabama on the road. They play like LSU on the road. They had to play Clemson on the road. They had to play like Georgia on the road. They had to play like five top nine teams on the road, and it's the, that is hard. And so they got to do it again right now. They got to play Alabama on the road. And so I think Alabama so far will probably go 3-1, and one, um, maybe 4-0 at home. I could see them either losing to Georgia or Auburn at home. Auburn, if they're doing good, uh, you know, like the good old uh, upset of the Iron Bowl in Georgia, that could actually just be a, like a good win for Georgia at home. Because, I mean, LSU proved that uh, if LSU can beat Bama on the road, I mean... Why not Georgia? And so on. And speaking on the road, Alabama's road schedule: they play Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU. Ooh, that's gonna be easy, except for LSU. Ole Miss. Um, they have new coach Lane Kiffin now. Um, so they're gonna be revitalizing their program. Uh, Arkansas and Tennessee are kind of just those middle teams, you know. I'm not saying they're bad, but I mean they're always kind of like like a five and seven, four and eight team. So I think Alabama will beat them. And then LSU, LSU is the hard one. 
LSU is not going to be easy. You know, with Coach Ed, Coach O, it's not going to be easy. So, I think Alabama could also go 3-1. and one. Excuse me, not, why did I say 4-1 and one for at home? I can see them, I can see Alabama going 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh at home. And then I can see them going 3-1 and one on the road. I really don't think they're going to be LSU. Unless LSU really just has the worst turnaround ever, I think Alabama will lose at, in Death Valley. So that makes Alabama's record, before they expand it to 10, either 7-1 and one or potentially, I, I'm going to go with 7-1, and one, potentially 6. I don't think they're going to lose two games this year. So 7-1 and one right now. So that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, I mean, it's just hard to imagine Alabama losing more than two games or no, losing more than one game. I mean, you got to play Georgia and Auburn at home. That's not easy. I mean, you're at home, but you got to play Georgia. I mean, Georgia kind of struggles on the road, but still, like, Georgia's still a good team. And then you got Auburn, who's always played you hard because it's a rivalry game and stuff like that. And then LSU also, big rivalry game. But this time you're on the road. I just, I just don't think you're going to win. So I'm saying Bama goes 7-1. and one. With the smallest potential go six and two, the absolute smallest. And now we got Arkansas. Arkansas, ooh boy. <laughs> uh, their home schedule, Bama, LSU, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. That's not easy. And then the road schedule, they got to play Mississippi State, A&M, Auburn, and Mizzou. That's Missouri for, you know, some people who don't, who didn't get that. Um, so Arkansas... They're one of those teams that's always in the middle. I think they're going to go win maybe one game at home against Tennessee and then maybe two on the road against uh, Mizzou and Mississippi State. And so that brings their record to three and five. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I, I you're just, you're just in a tough conference. I mean, yeah, the SEC is the most, one of the most dominant conferences for football. So, huh, I mean, that's, that, that's just tough luck right there. I mean, you can't really do anything about that. And then uh, now you got Auburn. Auburn. Now they're now we're getting another good team in here, the Tigers. Um, they led by Bo Nix. Um, I think they're around that range of, you know, twelve to ten in the top twenty-five. So they're always around there. Uh, Auburn. Uh, they play at home: Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU. No, not Tennessee. Texas A&M. I don't know why I said Tennessee. <laughs> um, Auburn at home. Um, that LSU one is going to be interesting because last year they played them on the road and that was hard. They played them. They played them relatively close, but I mean, you're going up against Coach O and that defense was just stacked with talent. The offense was just flooded with talent. It, it was just hard. But now this year, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say they're going to win two games. But I actually know. I think they're going to win three games. Yeah, they're going to win three games and then lose to LSU. And then on the road, they got to play Mississippi, Georgia, Mississippi State, and Bama. Oh, God, that Georgia and Alabama. Oh, no. I can see them only winning two games here going five and three. I, I'm sorry, but like you got to play Georgia on the road and Bama on the road. Like, have you seen Georgia's, Georgia Stadium? Their atmosphere in Athens is re- 
ridiculous. I mean, obviously, we know Tuscaloosa. That is just football central. So I really don't think Auburn is winning more than five games unless they have to upset Georgia or Alabama on the road, which is already difficult in itself. So I think Bam, I think Auburn right now is going five and three with us the smallest potential to go six and two. Florida, uh, you know, Florida, they are always a good team. Uh, they went to the Citrus. No, no, not the Citrus. They went to the Orange Bowl last year, played a good game against Virginia. Um, now, this year, uh, I think they're going to be good as well. Uh, they're being led by, oh God, what's, what's their quarterbacks? I know their quarterback's name. It's gonna, it's gonna haunt me. And it's not Frank's because he's transferring. Uh, God, it's gonna haunt me. I know the quarterbacks. I know their quarterback's name. That's, oh my gosh. I know this. Oh my gosh. What is their name? Um, you know what? You know what? Forget it. I'll think of it later. I'll think of it later. So Florida at home, they play Kentucky, South Carolina, LSU, Mizzou. Uh, the LSU one, that's going to be interesting. I know Florida kind of played them close last year, and I think that game was in LSU. No, maybe that was in Florida. I forget where they played, but they did play them close last year. I think they're going to go 3-1 and at home as well. And then on the road, they play Tennessee, Ole Miss, Georgia, and in Jacksonville, so a neutral, quote-unquote, neutral site, and then Vanderbilt. And I can see them going 3-1 and one on the road. I'm Well, this Georgia game is, at a, is a, quote-unquote, neutral site because it's in Jacksonville. You know, obviously, George, Florida plays at University of Florida, which is in Gainesville, and then Georgia is in Athens, so it's a neutral, neutral site. So... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, so we'll see. I think they're going three and one, uh, going six and two in the conference. Uh, yeah, I mean, Florida is always a good team. Uh, they're always that team that just is always there. They're not. They've always been kind of there, like in the top twenty-five. They're not like a team that's poised to like win the conference, but they're always there in the top twenty-five. And now we're heading on to Georgia. Oh Lord, another good team in the conference. They have one the SEC East for the past three years. And they've played Alabama and LSU in both of them, in all three of them. And so we, we know how Georgia does. So on, I'm going to go, so I'm actually I'm going to start with, at home, Georgia plays Vanderbilt, Auburn, Florida. Well, it's in Florida. The game is in Jacksonville, but it's, Georgia's the home team. And then Tennessee. I could see them going 4-0 potentially at home, technically. And then they play Alabama, Mizzou, South Carolina, and Kentucky on the road. And I think they're going to lose to Alabama going 3-1 on the road, potentially 7-1. They have the potential to go drop down to 6-2 if they lose to Auburn or Florida. But I I can see them going 7-1. It's just because of... I mean, God, have you seen this conference? Oh my, oh my God, this conference is stacked. But yeah, seven to one, it's a safe bet. Kentucky, um, so uh, I'm not really gonna give a. I mean, Kentucky has kind of been back, but I don't really know what's gonna happen this year with them. Um, they were an eight and four team last year, I believe, and this year they got to play South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Georgia at home. Oh, that's hard. 
And then they got to play Florida, Auburn, Mizzou, and Tennessee on the road. So no, no LSU and no Alabama for them. They must be happy. <laughs> but that's potentially on the schedule, so you never know. <laughs> and so I really think uh, Kentucky could go probably 5-3, and three, uh, probably losing to Georgia, Florida, and Auburn. Yeah. And then LSU, the defending national champions. Go Tigers. <laughs> um, LSU. At home, they got to play Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Bama, and South Carolina. I don't. I think they're going four zero at home. I I'm sorry. I mean, you got to play Alabama, who they just beat last year. But I mean, I don't know who LSU is going to have this year. But they're still going to have Coach O. And then this year, they got to play Alabama at home instead of on the road. So it's going to be a lot easier. So I think they're going 4-0 at home. On the road, they got to play Florida, Arkansas, Auburn, and AM. I think they're also going to go 4-0 on the road. Florida, I mean, Arkansas to AM is AM just has the bad luck because they got to play all the hard teams. And Florida, I'm sorry, but I just, LSU's dirty. LSU's dirty. I could see him going 8 0 undefeated, or potentially 7-1 if LSU is not, like, not, obviously they're not going to be that same championship caliber that we saw last year, but if they have the potential, they can go 8-0, but if they don't, yeah, I can see Alabama winning going 7-1. Oh Miss, let's see, new head coach with Lane Kiffin at home, they got to play Auburn, Alabama, Florida, and Mississippi State. Oh, boy, I think they're going to win one game at home. I'm sorry, but you got to play Auburn, Florida, and Bama. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. I think they're going to win one game. But on the road, they play Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, LSU, and Arkansas. I think they're going to win two games on the road. Sorry, it's, it's, it's not the schedule. It's, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with my personal affi- affiliation with Kiffin or anything, it's just a hard schedule. You got to play Bama, LSU, Auburn, Florida, A and M. It's hard, and I think they're going to lose all three of those, all five of those games, and go three and five. And Mississippi State. Yes, I'll try to be as unbiased as I can, but I mean the schedule is not easy either. <laughs> At home, they play Arkansas, A and M, Auburn, and Mizzou, and I think they're going to win two games. They're going to beat Arkansas and they're going to beat Mizzou. I don't know how A&M's going to I think that A&M could be up. That A&M game is pretty much a coin toss in my opinion. So they technically could go 3 and 1 at home. But I just don't see them beating Auburn. And then on the road, ooh, they got to play Bama and LSU on the road. Oh no. <laughs> and then Kentucky and Mississippi, Ole Miss. And the Ole Miss is the Egg Bowl rival, big, big rivalry game. And you know how Mike Deweach does in rivalry games for any of my Kook fans out there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, I think they're going to go potentially win one game, go four and four. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I, I, wanna, I want to say that Mike Leach is going to win the Egg Bowl, but for all my Kook fans out there, we, we've seen how he does in uh, – Rivalry games at the end of the season. So, uh, all right, moving on uh, to Mizzou. Uh, they play at home against Vanderbilt, Georgia, Kentucky, and Arkansas. Uh, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do. Uh, obviously, Kelly Bryant went to the draft. So now 
the Tigers kind of have to revitalize their team. And I think, I don't think they're going to do that well at home. I think they're going to win probably one or two games. I think they're going to beat Arkansas and uh, Vanderbilt, and that's it. And then on the road, they got to play South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi State, and Florida. And I think they're only going to win one game. I think or, I think only Tennessee, so South Carolina. Uh, so, not the South Carolina. So, Mizzou, 3-5, and five, in my opinion. So, South Carolina, uh, with under uh, Ryan Hawinski, um, this team... Um, I'm, I'm kind of like a personal fan favorite cause you know, Tyra Hoinski with the whole incident went to WSU, his brother is now playing for South Carolina and all that stuff. So South Carolina at home, they play against Mizzou, Tennessee, A&M and Georgia. I feel like they're going to go two and two there, losing to A&M and Georgia. And then on the road, they play Kentucky, Florida, Vanderbilt and LSU, and they're going to go two and two as well. So four and four as well for this team, Tennessee. All right. We're in round to the last three teams. Tennessee, they play Florida, Mizzou, Alabama, and Kentucky. Oh, oh. Uh, I think they're going to go one and three. Sorry, they're probably going to be Mizzou. Actually, I don't know. They may go on four. I don't know how Tennessee's really, I don't know how Tennessee's looking this year, but they could go on four at home. I'm sorry. And then on the road, I think they're going to beat Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina. So they're going three and five or uh, four and four. Uh, A&M, uh, this is a team that has always kind of snuck in and out of the top 25 you know going back and forth because they've had bad losses to good teams and good and you know stuff like that and bad losses to bad teams and stuff like that so AM at home they play arkansas mississippi vanderbilt and lsu i think they're gonna go three and one um losing to lsu because lsu was hard and then on the road they gotta play mississippi state auburn south carolina and bama and i think they're gonna go Two and two on the road, going five and three. Sorry, I don't think you're gonna beat South Carolina. I don't think you're gonna beat Auburn or Alabama. It's hard. I know it's hard. I've seen a. I've I've seen them play. Hey, luckily, you're not gonna play Clemson this year. <laughs> Maybe we'll see what their non-conference game is. And finally, we got Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. They could play Mississippi, South Carolina, Florida, and Tennessee at home. I don't really. Honestly, I can see Vanderbilt either winning one game to Mizzou or not winning at all. So probably one and seven and zero oh and eight. Sorry to all my Vanderbilt fans out there, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's it's kind of true though. I mean, come on, let's be real here. Let's be real. So that's the SEC. We also have the Pac-12. Now, first, the thing I want to get into the Pac-12 is, is yes, they have their schedule. They have released their ten-game schedule, but literally as of today, on August first of two thousand twenty, we got some breaking news according to ESPN that a group of Pac of group. Prague, a group of Pac-12 players from multiple schools in the conference are threatening to opt out of camps and games this season until it's negotiations with the conference over multiple things such as racial injustice, player safety among, I'm not among, amid this horrible coronavirus pandemic, and more items are completed according to ESPN. So, either... I mean, we don't know who this group of players are. It's kind of interesting to see this come out today because the Pac-12 literally just released their schedule yesterday, as in July 31st. So they just released the schedule, and then now we get this bombshell that multiple players, multiple football players are thinking about opting out because of 
what's going on in our world right now and how the Pac-12 will handle it. And so that kind of raises the question, like, if these players are, like, big names, like, for these big schools like Oregon or uh, UW or USC, like, how does that affect them long term? So that's going to be something interesting to watch out for um, coming into this season. Um, And then ESPN, according to the article written on uh, Sports Illustrated, ESPN reports that the group aims to, quote unquote, obtain a written contract with the Pac-12 that legally ensures we are offered the following protections and benefits, end quote. So they want something written down and their list of demands includes securing economic rights and fair compensation, protecting all sports and obtaining long-term health and health insurance. And the group is um, really, really emphasizing the, uh, um, the Pact of addressing racial injustice. And so, yes, I do stand with um, racial injustice in this country. And yes, um, I think people should really take this coronavirus pandemic seriously. So if the Pac-12 does not take this, not threat, but um, opt out with, with a, if they take it with a grain of salt or don't um, take it seriously, they could lose a lot of money. They could lose um, scholarships, not just like scholarships for the, not, not scholarships for those people, but um, in terms of future scholarships for those schools uh, who are, for those people who are thinking about going to Pac-12 schools, uh, they could lose a lot of money because of sales, of the jersey and stuff like that. So the Pac-12 should really take this seriously. But I just wanted to let that I just wanted to get that in there because it's a very big it's a very big thing. And if this group can, this group can expand, I don't know how many people are in there. Uh, this was reported about 55 minutes ago, so we don't know how many people are in there. It could be 10, 100, whatever the, whatever the number is. Um, it could be two, but um, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, whether or not the Pac-12 really follows through and actually tries um, uh, to address what is going on in our world. So now we get into the Pac-12. The Pac-12, yesterday, they approved a 10-game schedule. And they start on September 26th, just like the SEC. And they will have um, their conference championship game either on December 18th or December 19th. Um, and uh, they were one of the first leagues to announce that they were moving to conference only. That was back in about mid-July. And now let's get into the teams. So, and we have a, we have a week-by-week schedule for the, uh, for the Pac-12. So I'm going to go list off um, who is playing what week so that I could give you know, a little bit of uh, clarity of like, how the schedule is going to be going for the Pac-12. We're going to start off with the University of Arizona. So week one, they play a rivalry game against ASU. That is kind of weird to have a rivalry game right at the start of the season. Uh, week two, they play at University of Washington. Uh, week three, they play at home against Colorado. Um, and sorry, week one is at home against Arizona State. Uh, week four is the bye. Uh, week five is at home against USC. Uh, week six, they play at Utah. Week seven, they play at o- Oregon State. Week eight, they play at home against Cal. At week nine, they play on Friday night against Oregon at home. Week 10, they uh, play at UCLA. And week 11, they finish up the season at Stanford. So um, obviously, what the model is for 
the Pac-12 this year is they're having five and five. So um, you play five teams from your um, conference. No, not, not conference. You play five teams from your division and then five teams from the other division. So the five teams from the uh, Pac-12 South that they're playing um, are USC, ASU, Utah, UCLA, and Colorado, obviously. And then from the north, you have UW, University of Washington, um, you have Utah, no, no, excuse, excuse me, Oregon State, Cal, Oregon, and Stanford. So the team that they're not playing this year is Washington State. So with Arizona, I, I was talking to my good friend, uh, fantasy.football expert, or if you guys know him as Ari Kozlo. Uh, he goes to the school. He's been letting me know what's been going on down there. And to be honest with you, I think this is just, this team is kind of, in that lower tier with going to be with like Wazoo and and Colorado and stuff like that. I could see them potentially winning two or three games this year. Uh, They could win at home against Colorado uh, week three. Uh, They could upset Oregon State on the road and um, they could potentially beat UCLA. Uh, So I think Arizona will probably go uh, probably three and seven or looking like two and eight at this point. Now the next team down is Arizona State. ASU, the Sun Devils. Week one, they play at Arizona, obviously. Week two, they play at home against Stanford. Week three, they play um, at Oregon on Friday. Uh, Week four is a bye. Week five is at home against UCLA. Week six is at Colorado. Week seven is at home against Utah. Week eight is at Washington State. Week nine is at USC. And then they finish off the season at home against Cal Week 10 and then Oregon State in Week 11. Arizona State uh, under Herm Edwards, they've always been around 6-6, six 7-5, and 8-4 six, and and in that range. Um, they're always kind of looking into the top 25 but not right in there. They've always been either in right at the bottom or out. And I think that's going to happen this year. Um, I feel like Arizona is a win. Stanford's a win. I think they're going to lose to Oregon State this year. Um, even though they beat them last year, that was the upset game that cost Oregon a chance to go to the playoff, in my opinion. Um, so right now they're sitting at two and one, and then they have the bye. They're going to beat UCLA at home, three and one, four and one against Colorado, four and two against Utah, uh, five and two against, uh, Wazoo, excuse me, uh, five and three against USC, uh, Six and three against Cal, and then six and four against Oregon State. No, actually, no. Not excuse me. They're gonna beat Cal and lose to Oregon. They're gonna they're gonna lose to Cal and Oregon beat Oregon State. So they're going six and four. Uh, they're always in that middle. Cal's gonna be a good team this year, and actually they're my next team. So let me get right into them, the Cal Golden Bears. Now, I got a couple of friends, and I know they're gonna be listening to this. I got a couple of friends who have been hammering me about Cal this year. They've been saying, oh, Cal is going to be good. Oh, you better watch out for Cal. Oh, watch out for them this year. And I'm just like, okay, okay, I'm going to watch out for them. And I got to admit, this team's going to be dirty this year. They got Garbers under center still. And with them, they look, with Garbers, they look unstoppable. They look like an unstoppable force. They win games with him. Their defense looks great. And now they're going to probably have Garbers for a full season. And Cal's been projected to be one of the top teams in the Pac-12. You got to watch out for this team. And so their schedule, week one, they play at Oregon State. 
Week two, they play at USC. Week three, they play at at home against uh, UW. Week four, they play at Washington State. Five, they play. Uh, week five, they play at home against Stanford. That's a rivalry game, but that's week five. Interesting. Week six is a bye. Uh, week seven, uh, they play at home against Oregon. Week eight, they play at Arizona. Week nine, they play at home against Utah. Week ten, they play at, on the road at Arizona State, and then at a, week eleven, they play against UCLA at home on Friday night. So I think they're going to beat Oregon State, lose to USC, beat UW and Wazoo, beat Stanford, lose to Oregon, and then beat all their other teams. So they would go 8-2. and two. Potentially 7-3 and three if they lose to Utah. So I think this team could go 7-3 and three or 8-2. and two. You really got to watch out for this team. I think they're going to go 7-3. and three. That game against either Utah or Arizona State is going to be one, one of those games is going to be a loss. But you got to watch out for this team. This team is dangerous. And I got to tell you, I, I got to side with my friends here. <laughs> they're going to be good. They're going to be good. They have a great defense. They lost Evan Weaver, obviously, to the draft. But they still have a great defense. Um... They, got, they get to the quarterback well, and they're going to have Garbers under center. Uh, Colorado, um, the Buffaloes. So they play um, at Oregon week one. Uh, week two, they play at home against Utah. Uh, it's usually a rivalry game. Uh, week three, uh, they play um, at Arizona. Week four, they play at USC. Uh, week five is a bye. Uh, week six, they play Arizona State at home. Week seven, they play at UW on a Friday night. Week eight against it's a home against UCLA. Week nine they play at Stanford. Week ten they host Oregon State, and then week eleven they host Washington State. Um, yeah, Colorado. Um, <laughs> uh, last year they didn't do too well. They were they were really struggling in the in the conference. Um, their defense just allows a lot of points. Their offense is they, their offense last year was very good. They had Chanel, uh Montez uh, as the quarterback. Uh, Shonel obviously has the wide receiver, um, but this year I really don't see them win that many games. I could see them uh, potentially beating Wazoo at home, and um, maybe Arizona. So I think they're going to win two games, potentially three games if they beat Oregon State at home. So I think they go either three and seven or two and eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Colorado is it's not it's not thing bad with Colorado. It's just like there's I mean. You got to play at ro- on the road a lot. And, like, they're playing tough teams on the road. USC, UW, and Stanford, they all play tough at home. And then they could get, like, an upset one of those weeks. I don't know. And then Oregon. So here we go. Oregon. Uh, dominant team, obviously. They almost won the conference last year. No, they did win the conference. Excuse me. They won the conference last year. Went to the Rose Bowl. Won the Rose Bowl. But now they don't have Herbert. Uh, but they do have Verdell, who is going to be the Pac-12 running back of the year, in my opinion. Almost uh, in a competition with Borgie. But Verdell is very, very good. He is elusive. He ran for almost 300 yards against Wazoo. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so, Oregon, week one, they play Colorado. Week two, they go to Washington State. Week three, they're home against Arizona State on a Friday night. Week four, they go to Oregon State. Week five is their bye. Week six... They head to, they host Washington. Week seven, they go to Cal. Week eight, they host USC. Week nine, they play at Arizona on a Friday night. So both Arizona schools are on Friday nights. <laughs> week 10, they host Stanford. And week 11, 
It's a rematch of the Pac-12 championship when they head to Utah. Oh, this is going to be a good year for Oregon. <laughs> um, so I think they're going to be starting out probably f- uh, three and three and one or four and zero, oh, uh, potentially losing to Arizona State. That 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 game could really be like like last year, but I don't think they're going to lose at home. They barely lose at at Autzen. It's very hard to beat Oregon at Autzen. Wazoo almost did it last year, but it's very hard to beat Oregon at home. So they're probably going to start 4-0. And then um, I think I see them losing to USC and Cal. Uh, I actually see them losing to Cal more. So I think they're going to lose that one. And then Utah. So I think they're going to go 8-2, potentially 9-1, if they can beat one of the either Cal or Utah. So I can see Oregon going 9-1. Or potentially uh, eight and two if they somehow lose the last game of the season to Utah. Oregon State, okay. Oregon State, they were almost a bold. They were so close to being eligible, but last year they just came up a little bit short when it mattered in that crazy wild game against Washington State, where it was like a hundred plus combined points, one last second touchdown to win the game crazy now this year uh their schedule they host cal week one and then you they host ucla week two then they go to utah week three they host oregon week four in the quote-unquote civil war which is not happening well not happening the name is not happening anymore due to uh political reasons uh week five they go to uw week six is their bye uh, week seven, they host Arizona. Week eight, they travel to Stanford. Week nine, they host Washington State. Uh, and weeks 10 and 11, they go to Colorado and Arizona State. Oregon State, I think they're already going to be that middle of the pack team. I think they're going to be that middle of the pack team this year. Uh, I can see them beating. Uh, I can, Honestly, I can see them. Oh, God, I don't know. I think they're going to beat UCLA at home. I mean, you got to play Cal and Utah, Oregon in the tough. I mean, that's hard. I think they're going to start out one and three and then actually one and four and then head to their bye and then beat Arizona two and four, beat Stanford three and four. No, lose to Stanford three and five, beat Washington State four and five. Uh, and then lose to both Colorado and Oregon, Arizona State to go. Um, would that be four and six? No, wait. Okay, well, oh, wait, let me go back. Excuse me. So they're going to start out one and... They're going to start out one and four. And then two and four. Two and five. Three and five. Four, yeah, four and six. I can see them going four and six. Their beginning half of the schedule is ridiculously hard. And then the latter half is pretty easy. So, <laughs> I mean, as long as Oregon State can survive the first half, I think they have somewhat of a good chance. Uh, now we head into Stanford. Stanford, uh, week one, they play at UW. Week two, um, they play at Arizona State. Week three, they host USC. Week four is their bye. Week five, they play at Cal. Week six, week six excuse me, they host Washington State on Friday night. Uh, week seven, they travel to UCLA. Week eight, they play at home against Oregon State. Week nine, they play home against Colorado. Week 10, they head to Oregon. And then week 11, they host Arizona. Uh, Stanford, uh, I think, I mean, they're under a new quarterback now. Well, it's it's second year. Uh, so I think they're going to win a few games. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. 
Um, it's hard to win at there. It's hard to win a Husky Stadium. You know, as a, as a Coug, it's hard to win a Husky Stadium for sure. Um, uh, so I think they're going to start out probably 0-3 and then actually 0-4 and, and then beat uh, Wazoo and then uh, beat Oregon State and Colorado and Arizona to end up the season 4-4. Four and four. But like I said, like, they got to play USC, Cal, Arizona, and Wazoo, UW in the first half. That's not easy. That's not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. Let me tell you that. UCLA. Okay, this school. UCLA, they had a, a weird start, and then that Wazoo game happened, and then they kind of gained momentum, and then they lost it, and then they gained it again. They've always been up and down. Uh, but now, uh, this year, I think they're going to have a steady, like a, like just a steady rate of success in terms of success and failure. Uh, week one, they host a rivalry game against USC, which is okay um uh week two they travel to oregon state week three they host washington state week four they travel to, they host utah on friday night week five they travel to arizona state week six is their bye week seven they host stanford week eight and nine they travel to both colorado and then washington week 10 they host arizona and then week 10 they travel to cal and that's on a friday night ucla i think they're going to start out two and two uh, beating Washington State and Oregon State. No, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm standing by it. For all the Coug fans out there, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm just giving all y'all these losses, but I just really don't think this year is going to be a good year. I mean, I'll get into it later, but just just don't be too optimistic, okay? Okay, and now, so starting 2-2, two and two, and then they head to Arizona State, and I think they're going to lose that one starting 2. So 2-3, two and three, beating Stanford and Colorado, 4-3, and three, losing to UW. Uh, that would be four and four beating Arizona five and four, then losing to Cal five and five. So about five and five team. That's kind of like where they were last year, but I think that's going to be where they are this year. USC, one of the more dominant teams in the conference as well, along with Cal and Oregon. This team's going to be good. They play, uh, at UCLA week one, and then they host Cal. Then they go to Stanford and then they host Colorado and they go to Arizona and then they have the bye. And then they host Washington state. Going to Oregon next week, hosting Arizona State, going to Utah on Friday, and then hosting Washington. This this is up and down all around. I mean, good Jesus, they're always it's always back and forth with this team. Like they have a they have a week off on the road, and then they have a week at home. They have a week on the road, and then at home. So I, that's a lot of travel. And so I don't know how well they're gonna do, but I think they're gonna do good. I mean, they're gonna be UCLA home then. That Cal game is going to be close. That game, that Cal game is going to be really close. That that's that's either teams. That's either teams game in my opinion. And then they're going to beat Stanford and meet Colorado and beat Arizona. So I think they're going to start off five and one, uh, not four and one, not five and one, four and one, or potentially five and zero. Oh. And then they host Washington State, six and one. Oregon, that's going to be a loss for them. I'm sorry. So that's two losses, um, potentially or one. And then I think they're going to beat Arizona State. And then Utah and UW. So I think they're going to either finish eight. I think they're either going to finish eight and two or seven and three with that loss at Utah. Uh, so yeah, I think eight and two or seven and three, that's where they're going to finish. Utah, this team last year, they went to the Pac 12 championship. They came up close against Oregon, had a dominant year with Tyra Hunley and Zach Moss. Both, I think, 
Hun- I think both of them actually have left um, the school. Obviously, one went to the draft and got drafted. And I think I think both of them did get drafted eventually. Uh, but yeah, okay. Utah week one they go to Washington State. Uh, week two they go to Colorado. Week three they host Oregon State. Week four they go to UCLA on Friday night. Week five they have the bye. Week six they host Arizona. Week seven they go to Arizona State. Week eight they go to wa- they host Washington. Week nine they are at care at Cal. Excuse me. Week ten. They host USC on a Friday night, and then week 11, they play Oregon. So their beginning half of the schedule is pretty easy. Um, I can see them going 3-1 and one or 4-0 oh in that beginning half. I mean, yeah, come on now. I can see them going 3-1 and one or 4-0. And, oh. and then in the latter half, they got to play Arizona, Arizona State. I feel like that's one, each a win and loss there, so that's 5-2. and two. And then they got to play Washington, so I think that's at home, so that's 6-2. and two. And then they got to play Cal, USC, and Oregon, the three most dominant teams in the conference. And honestly, I could see them losing all three games, but I really don't think they're going to lose all three. I think they're going to lose two and win one. And so that would make them six and four. Oh, wait, no. Wait, what? Oh, damn. Oh, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, Utah fans, but I mean, I, I mean... Ooh, I mean, you got to play Cal at on the road, and Cal's going to be good this year, and then you got to play Oregon at home in the one. Ooh, ooh. That's not easy. That's not easy. <laughs> okay, final two schools. U-Dub. Oh, God. Oh, Lordy. I, want, I wish they would lose all these games. Um, okay, uh, so U-Dub. Um, at week one, they play Stanford. Uh, week two, they play Arizona. Week three, they're at Cal. Week four is their bye. Week five, they play Oregon State at home. Week six, they travel to Oregon. Week seven, they play Colorado at home on Friday night. Week play week eight, excuse me, they play at Utah. Week nine, they host UCLA. Week 10, Apple Cup, they go to Washington State on Friday night. And then week 11, they host USC. No, they go to USC, excuse me. Oh, yeah, okay. So I think they're going to start out 2-1, and one, losing to Cal. Uh, and then week four is their bye. Uh, week five, they're going to beat Oregon State. So three and one, they're going to lose to Oregon. I'm sorry, but it's hard to beat. All- it's hard to beat Oregon and all. So that's five and two. So that's, wait, that's four and two. Wait, no, it's, that's three and two. So that's three and two. Yeah, and then they're going to beat Colorado. So it's four and two. Lose to Utah, four and three. Beat UCLA, five and three. Beat U. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. This is the hard part because I really, really, you know what? I'm going to do both. From a hopeful standpoint, Wazoo's going to win. That makes them five and four. But from a realistic standpoint, Washington's going to win, making them six and three. And then they, they're going to lose to USC last week, making them either six and four or five and five. And I'm not going to touch on that anymore because, oh, God. Okay, finally, my school, Washington State. I'm going to be as impartial as I can because I already warned y'all, this is not going to be that good of a year. I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is not going to be our year. I mean, we're under new coach, new quarterbacks, new system, new almost pretty much offensive line coach, new D-line, new D-line coach. It's... It's going to be a change. <laughs> I wouldn't expect us to be that 11-2 and two team from 2018. But I don't expect us to lose every single game. And with that, 
here we go. <laughs> Starting out, we play Utah and Oregon at home. And then we travel to USC. No, not UCLA. Not USC. We travel to UCLA. Then we host Cal. And then we have our bye. Then we play at Stanford on a Friday night. Then we play at USC. We host Arizona State. We go to Oregon State. We play Washington on Friday night at home. And then we go to Colorado to finish off the season. So Utah and Oregon. I'm sorry. That's two losses right there. <sighs> Even though Oregon really does struggle in Martin. Oh, God. Oregon struggles in Martin. But I, I, uh, you know what? Optimistic. We're going to go one and one Realistic. We're going to go 0-2. So 1-1 and or 0-2. Then we, I think we're going to get our revenge game against UCLA. So that's 2-1 and or... One and two, and then we go. We host Cal, uh, so two and two or one and three. Then we go to Stanford. Uh, I think we're gonna beat them, so that's uh, two and three or three and two. Then we go to USC. That's gonna be three and three or two and four. Then we host Arizona State, and I. I mean, hey, I mean, I've seen stranger things. I think I mean four and three or three and four. And then we go to Oregon State, so that would mean uh, five and three or four and four. And then we host Washington, so that's another hopeful. So that's either oh god, <laughs> it's either six and three or five and f- no, that's either oh god, I could see us either winning that game, so I would be six and three, or us losing, so that would mean uh, we are four and five. And then Colorado will finish off the season either five and five or seven and th- oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know how we got to seven and three. We're gonna go with the five and five, yeah. I think we're gonna go five and five this year. Uh, at 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 the max. I'll get into more detail later. Actually, you know, I'll talk about it now. The reason I have us winning five games is because I'm not too low on Nick Rovic. But I'm not the highest because it's a brand new program. And most of these people have not even really seen what he can do yet. And so that's why I'm giving us a little more hope. Because he's bringing something new to the Pac-12 that really no one has seen yet. So I think 5-5 five and five is a good starting point. But it could go higher and higher as the season goes on. And I think with that, I'm going to end the episode here. Unfortunately, I didn't get into recruiting or what the college football playoff is going to be looking like. So I'll split that up into two parts here, okay? So this part, I'll just talk about the the schedules that came out. And then the next part, which will be released next week, um, that will be on about recruiting, what the best teams are this year, who has the best shot, and what the hell is going to happen with the college football playoff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what it's going to be like. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the whole entire thing. Um, and I will see you guys next week. I'm sorry this took a little bit of a while, but I really wanted to make sure that I had the Pac-12 football schedule out before I recorded and uploaded this podcast because this, this, these schedules are really, really key. And so I really wanted to make sure that all of them are out so I could record them for you and give you my analysis on them. All right, uh, this has been uh, College Kid Talking College Sports, and I will see you guys next week. Peace out.